0: All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hit Dice, a real play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast. This week, before we get started, I wanted to address a ruling in Dungeons and Dragons that a lot of people aren't very familiar with. I want to talk to you guys about the ruling of portents. Now, this is important, ha, because in this episode, our divination gnome wizard Arwel, aka Tink Tink, is going to take full advantage of his portents. At second level, divination wizards begin to see glimpses into the future through their dreams. And based on those glimpses into the future, they can help their teammates and themselves predict outcomes in any encounter. Now mechanically, what that means is that with every long rest, Arwol gets to roll two d20s. He takes the literal roll for those d20s, And before I, the dungeon master, announce a roll, he can tell me what that roll will be. For instance, if I'm about to attack him with an enemy, he can tell me they roll a three before I do anything and we take that roll into effect. He can do this with enemies, allies, and he can do it with anything as long as they're rolling a D20. Now that that's been settled and squared away, I'd just like to say welcome back and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Last episode, our heroes found a friend and patron within Ravensbluff, the living city. With their patrons' influence, they have found themselves with a new opportunity to participate in the Trial of Lords and hopefully attain an audience with the Council of Lords as representatives so they can find out more about the strange black plume rising from the Dragon's Reach Sea. Uh... Of Hit Dice Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jonathan Ganong's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And to start it off, I'm going to give him birthday inspiration. Yeah. Birthday yeah. inspiration is different from regular inspiration. You can have both, and birthday inspiration lasts until you use it whereas regular inspiration only lasts the session. So, you can just have it forever and use it whenever you want. So, um, before we get started, we'll do some quick introductions. We'll start with the players. I'm gonna go the other way this time, (gasps) yeah.
1: Oh no, oh no, I'm not ready.
0: Tough shit. (laughs) My player's sitting around the table with me tonight, all looking lovely, one most lovely on his birthday of birthdays. (laughs) Beside me I have Nina Larson.
1: I'm playing Adelaide
0: half-elf And I have Rachel Watkins. Playing
2: Callista the tiefling bard.
0: Caleb Hanks. I'm gowned to Buffalo. I'm a human ranger. Jonathan Kanong, a.k.a. birthday boy. Birthday <laughs> bitch.
3: I'm playing Arwel, the uh, gnome wizard.
0: And last but not least... Alan Clark, whose birthday it is not.
4: It is not my birthday, but I'm playing Patches, the half-elf rogue.
0: So last episode, you guys came into Raven's Bluff, had a real nice time. You met a couple of people on the way in. You met the Hellhounds. A few of them gave you, yeah, a pretty hard time. You guys butted heads. You also met Davian, who clicked with you guys pretty quickly, even though you kind of ruined his dreams of meeting Lander. Some
2: dreams were meant to be broken.
0: That's right, Davian. He's pretty dreamy, though.
2: I feel like he he, he, made, it. he came out on the winning end of that deal anyway because he got to meet Calista. Hey!
0: You roll for inspiration, Davian. You guys came to Raven's Bluff. The Midsummer Festival was happening. It was hustling, it was bustling, and you guys saw a Beholder fight, which was a lot of fun. You saw some cool vendors, and owner of the Pseudo Dragon you all saved in episode one. He uh, tracked you guys down and found you and thanked you for helping his Pseudo Dragon. You also noticed on your way in and while you were in Raven's Bluff, a black pluma of smoke. It was rising up and over the city. You found out from the hellhounds that adventurers were coming in and that there was a reward for anyone who investigated it. And then you found out that everyone who has tried to investigate it thus far has come back blind, burned, mentally and physically scarred. Like it just seems pretty nasty, whatever's going on. And on top of it, none of them have been able to report what they saw. Uh, They said it was too bright and too hot and they couldn't get close to it. And uh, you went and saw Madame. Uh, Callista at your old working place. And finally, Isaacs, the owner of the pseudo dragon you saved, invited you over to have audience with him, and he fed you all, gave you all drinks. You all had devil juice with him and tea. He was able to fill you in pretty heavily on the Black Plume, saying that the Council of Lords was no longer accepting applications to become a representative of them, but that he has favor in the council, and he is actually an advisor so that he can act as you all's patron, and get you into the trial of the Lords tomorrow. Where
2: did we leave
0: our conversation with him? He would be your patron.
2: Yeah, as our patron, is he able to outfit us at all for this?
0: Are you guys still at his home? Mm -hmm. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. There's a... There's nothing rude about asking me, especially if you've never had a patron before. It's an interesting deal. Uh, Think of me as a... a, (laughs) pill. A supporter. No, this is different. I can give you gold as long as it's within reason and affordable. And every once in a while, you may do favors for me, but you basically carry my name. You have access to the things I have access to. I give you access to the people I know, and I can certainly help outfit you a bit. I would say that the Council of Lords and getting you all into the... Trial of lords is just repayment for helping my dearest Gumble. Outside of that, as your new patron, it's a fair question. I'll be right back. He gets up and you can hear the stairs kind of creaking (laughs) under his feet as he walks up them, just the wood of the stairs kind of bowing under his feet. And he comes back down and he sets sets a large pouch on the table. This should be a good start for you. 500 gold pieces. A welcome as your new patron. And uh, let's call it a good luck charm for the trials ahead.
5: I'm already feeling lucky, then rich,
0: bitch. Everyone take 100?
3: hmm You said you wanted to talk to me a little earlier?
0: Ah, oh, uh, just about Thingus Sparkspring. How are things going up there? Swimmingly. <laughs> Good to know. A school I've taken much interest in. Now that I know you, I'll take the opportunity to visit. As long as I'm your patron and... Do you attend the school? No, I'm actually, um, the Professor of Divination. <gasps> Incredible! Uh, a pleasure to be your patron, then. Perhaps I shall visit. I'll mention your name, if that suits you. Yeah, Arul Garwin. Speaking of which, as your patron, he seems to have gotten another scroll from upstairs, he unrolls it, and it seems to be some kind of contract. I'll need all of you to sign this. Makes things official. Nothing strange. Just saying I'm your patron, uh, and this is actually your copy, not mine. Uh, You show this to anyone, and uh, you should have access to the things I have access to. And if you don't... I'll see to it myself that I get you as close as I can. He takes a quill from a desk and walks over, lays it out on the table and signs it himself. He walks over to the fireplace and he has a bit of wax on the end of a stick and he heats it up, presses it to it, and then pushes a seal onto it that he puts back in his robe. The seal looks... Uh, it has two little wings on the side of it, and it, it's just two wings connected in the middle with no body and a scorpion's tail coming uh, beneath the two of them. Cool, i sign up. Oh, my can reader I, first. Yeah, I was going to say, can I read it? And see? Does, uh, like,
2: yeah. does it place any restrictions on us?
0: It says that uh, from this day forth, Isaac's Olor is patron of... And it has a place for all of you to print your names. And past that, it says... All, all that they do can be held accountable and be represented by Isaacs. Anything that he has access to, so do you all, and anyone who wishes to speak to you all can come through him. He does have some control over if you guys are allowed audiences with certain people. He can ask you all not to go on certain missions, but he explains to you, uh, it, it's all just part of being the patron. I, I can't very well have you all accepting missions to assassinate the council. Council of Lords, or anything of that nature. Uh, yeah. Many adventurers will take anything that pays them gold. I, I promise not to stagnate you as as long as it doesn't reflect poorly on me. And even if it does, I'm a reasonable man. i sign. sign.
1: Patches is like, I have my
6: own
0: quill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <ew>. It's <laughs> true. It's fancy. Does everyone sign? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you all sign this, and he rolls it up. It. Yeah, he rolls it up, and he puts, I don't know what they're called. The thing you slide onto a scroll that keeps it closed. Anyway, it's like a little cloth ring. He slides onto this roll. Yeah, and uh, he hands it to you all. It's more important that you have this than I. This should get you into places. Oh, and how could I forget? And he comes out and he has a golden and tan piece of parchment. It is an invitation to the Trial of the Lords. Uh Um, He says, You won't be able to get in just with the contract as a patron. I'm given a few of these a year as an advisor, and this is the last I was given. I'd like to bestow it to you. Thank you. Keep it oh, close. Keep statements. it secret. Keep it safe. Now, if you're going to participate in the trials, you better rest up. Cool. Yeah, I go back to the kettle. Do you all want to stay at the kettle? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd like to check in. Sure. And I want to let her know that we may need to postpone the show, I promised for tomorrow night. if We're going to be
0: in the trials. Ah. <laughs> uh, darling, it'll be better to have you show after. That way, if you do really well, we can celebrate, yeah. and if you do really bad, we can drink.
2: <laughs> Sounds good to me. I like those terms. I knew
0: you'd come back. I already have your rooms ready for you. There's drinks on the nightstand. You have water, you have liquor, whatever you need. uh, And the candles are already lit. The girls in one room, I have the boys in the other. Be respectful. And if you guys want anyone to come up to your room, just let me know. On the house. Like a special friend. All right, no private dances, all right. Nah,
2: no, not tonight. We got a really Would you tough
4: ladies date.
0: like a private dance?
4: I'd be
5: willing <laughs> to show you some of the dances I, no I cultivated in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a little hut outside with the buffalo because I've been sleeping in the woods forever and it feels more
0: natural to me. Outside of the city? No, just out where the buffalo is. Okay, so you're going to go out to like He's, I mean, he's tied up at a post right now, basically. I'm just going to curl up in the buffalo's hair and sleep Okay, so the buffalo lays down to go to sleep on his little haunches, and you, like, hang all of your things on his horns, I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> he has, by the way, 100 arrows strapped to the back of it. <laughs> I just cover myself in arrows. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you curl up by the buffalo, and you get your bed rolled out beside it, and you go to sleep. He smells a little... Uh, earthy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're used to that. and You kind of smell the same. Back. Do you guys have anything you'd like to do before you go to bed?
4: No, but I'm going to... I want to attune to this new dagger.
3: Yeah, I... I would <laughs> I'd see the new dagger because I don't know if I saw you steal it or not. I'm like... May I identify that for you? Sure. Yeah. The last one just was love and that was Sure. <laughs> that was lame. Yeah. Um so I take it and I just Goblin yeah. love. I don't do a ritual, I just cast identify. You stab someone, they
4: shit themselves to death. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> As long as they shit themselves to death. To death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you all know that you are to, you're basically having to show up to the arena, which is in the middle. Uh, it's actually in the upper part of the city, like right at dawn, to be outfitted and get ready and be prepped. Um, but yeah, so you do identify on this dagger. You know that using this dagger once a day, you can basically activate it as long as you are attuned to it, and you will get uh, plus one to your attack. Dagger! ACTIVATE! Plus one attack and damage. Just plus one
4: in ten. Cool. I'm so fucking stoked really to you. <laughs> That's awesome. I will attune to this over, over this mm, rest. You sleep with it t- under t- your like under your pillow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as usual, <laughs> I'll just write a little before bed. Oh, so. Will you be leaving that with Madame as well? Yeah, I'm
2: gonna um, I'm gonna write a verse about our new patrons. She had like a safe or something that I can.
0: You know that anything does. that you give her is probably yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she doesn't only run this bar and take care of her girls. She is, knows people in the underground and nobody messes with her. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's got connections above and underground. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's untouchable, basically.
2: So while we go to fight, I'm going to give her um, my book and probably most of my gold as well. Does
0: anyone else want to do anything before you go to bed? Um, I mean, 181 gold's pretty heavy, right?
2: Bank of Madame.
0: No, I think 50 gold is like one pound or something. Yeah, it's not heavy at all. Okay, no, I think I'm all right. You guys, you all go to bed, but before the sun even rises... Uh, you hear this owl screech out, and it's kind of just sitting on your chest. or he's sitting there and wakes you up. But as you wake up, Adelaide is not in her bed. So you wake up in this room alone. Uh, she has gone.
2: Damn it. <laughs> I go down for some breakfast.
0: Yeah, you can hear... Uh, here. Well, you can hear the sizzling of uh, skillets, and you can smell toasting bread as you come down in this place, and butter and jams are kind of... Uh, set out the breakfast at this place is simple where the dinners are kind of extravagant and the drinks are incredible at night breakfast is a much simpler time at the kettle of many things i mean it's
2: hangover food
0: yeah but it's basically like gravy and bread and eggs if they have them they're all sitting out on uh plates being served for you guys already madame is not here one of the other girls who you've actually not seen before is uh, serving, and there are actually many. This is kind of a strange word to say after you guys meeting Isaac's, but there are many patrons at the bar who are like have their head in their hands, mm-hmm. and you're not sure if they woke up hungover or if they ever went to bed. But they, <laughs> yeah, they they're all sitting at the bar, just kind of with their heads in their hands, with like plates of food in front of them, some steaming hot, others seem to have cooled off.
2: Hey, girl, how are you?
0: You can call me uh, Mallory.
2: Pleased to meet you, Mallory. Yes. I'm
0: Calista. Uh, I, I heard you've been speaking with Madame. You know her?
2: Oh, yes. Very well. It's been many, many years here at the Kettle.
0: She's the best.
2: She is. This is,
0: uh, this is the best dancing gig I've ever had in my life.
2: How long have you been here?
0: Oh, only a few weeks. weeks. I just got oh, into okay. town. Uh, came in for the Midsummer's Festival. Decided maybe I'd stay for a while.
2: It's a good choice. That's how I ended up here as well, so... Welcome to the family. You know anybody else in town or are you just brand new meeting
0: people? Brand new. I came in as a dancer alone and it's much easier to make money and get a crowd on a stage than it is on the street. Indeed it is. Let me know if I can get anything else for you. Absolutely, thank you. So are all four of you going to eat your breakfast? Yeah, Yeah, um, totally. Can I just insight check her? Yeah, absolutely.
2: The 17.
0: Yeah, with the 17, she seems nervous and you think that maybe she feels the same way about you just showing up and speaking with Madame the way you did and you she was... Have heard of me. Like, yeah, she <laughs> was just like jealous, if nothing else, just of the way you were able to come in and kind of run the show and the way that you were able to speak with Madame, because you know that a lot of the girls don't get to talk to her like that, though she does care about them. Adelaide, are you planning on meeting them at the arena?
2: Yeah. Okay. So as far as we know, guys, Adelaide disappeared in the middle of the night. Yeah, she's gone. She she's <laughs> ditched. Oh. Peace out,
1: home slices.
3: So she signed the signed contracts, the contract, and, and she left. All of she her talk about friendship. I don't like some. structure. I'm going to send Ori out and see if uh, she can oh. see. How far can you see with her? Well, it's you like, you it can go feet. further, but I can only talk to it within 120 feet. Okay.
6: You so, Are
3: you, like, scrying when you do that? No, I just am seeing through its eyes. So yeah, within one hundred feet, feet I can communicate telepathically with them. Right, right.
0: I mean, you can send her out. Can, can you I just feel like hey, do a circle and yeah, then yeah, I can yeah. I look through yeah. the yeah. eyes? Okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely. What
3: perception? I'm like advantage because I'm an owl. Owl
0: advantage.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Kill me. I'm off owl. the podcast. You are off the podcast.
0: <laughs> Yeah, with the 13, you, maybe Arwel's just a little more giddy than he is practical about this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he sends Ori out. And, yeah, and uh, and you, I mean, Raven's bluff is huge. Yeah. And it's impossible to know exactly where she's at right now. I wanted to practice anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm
5: like out with the buffalo doing stretches. I'm like grabbing the buffalo by the face. And I'm like, we're going to be the best. We're going to win these goddamn trials. I'm gonna use my buffalo powers, in which you have bestowed upon me, and then the buffalo is like, wab, and just pees all over the place. And I take some of the buffalo wee wee mud, and I like wipe it on my face as like war paint. And I take my shirt off, take in some sunlight, breathe real heavy, beat on my chest, and I'm like, I'm the one with the buffalo, and the buffalo is the one with me. And then I crawl up on my motherfucking
0: steed and head towards the arena. All right, all one hundred arrows are just kind of clanking <laughs> as you're walking down the street. Uh, this whole that like it, the stack kind of sways back and forth as you're walking down through here. We, is everybody gonna leave with Guy? Yeah, yeah. And, and we we but
4: still don't with, know where Adelaide is. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, I she's gonna meet us there. We can't sure wait. She'll we meet gotta, up gotta go. Us. I guess I'm sure she's she'll
2: meet not up just with us. Gone. Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. You know
3: she'll we're be better here. than you. Yeah. <laughs> she'll That's meet up with us.
2: So yeah, we leave, but I keep enough distance between myself and the guy on the buffalo that people might not guess that we're together right now. Right,
0: and you don't smell the wee-wee mud? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The dragon lady doesn't want to hang out with the guy on the buffalo. She's a devil lady.
2: I stay upwind.
0: Devil dragon. Devil, thank you. (laughs) You all do make it to the arena, and as you show up, there's no obvious place that you all should go. It seems like everybody who's already here and getting their seats, it seems like they're just kind of trailing in through one of two giant main doors. As you guys are kind of trailing in, there's not really a line, it's just like the door's big enough so people can pour in. There are many people at the gate, and as you all get up to the gate, uh, you see that there is a man, and he's big. He has a long sword at his side and a spear in one of his hands, a shield on his back, plate mail just covering his entire body. You can almost see no features of him. And then there's a woman standing beside him. They're the first two approach you. She comes up and uh, she wears a half breastplate. She has iron that just kind of hangs down over some leather armor. She just has a scimitar. And as they walk up to you, he just says, "I need to see some tickets."
4: So do
0: I have it? I guess guess, we have the the invitation
4: to to the to the trial. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Didn't know uh,
0: we had any more of these coming. But uh, and he he takes it from you and he hands it to the woman. Uh, He doesn't even look at it, and and she looks it over, she holds it up to the torch that's behind her, she turns around, and as she does, you can see it kind of glimmering, and it actually seems translucent as she's holding it up to the flame. She pulls it back down and says, it's not counterfeit, and he takes it back from her and is like, all right, good to go, follow me.
1: Am I walking up at this point? Yeah. (laughs) I walk up and see
0: you guys, I'm
6: like,
5: hey guys! Hey, Hey, where where are you?
1: So I was on a super secret friend mission. I thought yesterday, those hellhound guys and gals, they just, you know, they weren't as put together as us, but they had some really cool things. And I feel like us as a group, we need really cool things. So I got us all these brooches. And it's like a little brooch, and it has a buffalo on it, and has a book on it, and a dagger, and a dulcimer. And we don't have oh. a name yet, but I thought we could come up with one and just have these pins for now.
5: Like, we'll call ourselves the, the guys on the buffalo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're gals. like an official team.
1: I thought for these trials, it would help us with the team spirit.
5: Sweet. sweet. Yeah. So so I put it on put my belt buckle.
2: And I put my arm around Adelaide's shoulder and say, Adelaide, next time, leave a fucking note. Oh, sorry. We thought you were gone. I was going to miss you, sweetie. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. You're learning. We're new to this I'm not used to thing. having I friends. I know. I know. I know.
0: You're doing a really good job. Thanks for
1: the brooch. Yeah, yeah. I was excited about it. We cool. have Yeah, to I'll give you
0: inspiration it. for taking time to get brooches for everybody. Cool. Oh, oh, sweet. And spending money. Super
1: secret friendship group.
0: <laughs> and taking their inspiration back. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like that song. Wasted. Uh, yeah, you show up and guy like everybody else looks normal except Guy is shirtless and he has wee-wee mud all over his body. Hell I don't yeah. even notice. I'm
1: like... Yeah, okay, let's do this. This
0: uh, apparent guard opens a side door and it kind of slides to the side and it's this big iron and stone door. And as it hits, it just and as it opens, you can see that there's this really long hall, and the way that the Coliseum stretches around, it's seated like an arena. So there's tiered seating all the way up it, and at the bottom of it, you can see this hallway goes all the way around the inside of this arena and they're actually what look like holding cells. And you can see that there are other people already in there. There are benches and water for them to drink, and it just seems like a lot of other people, and they're sitting there with their weapons, and they're talking to one another. It looks apparent that it's other adventuring groups that are sitting in these holding cells. You can see that there are bars on this side, and then there are bars on the other side, and it seems like you can only have one of them open at a time. It seems pretty apparent that this is where you get in and out of the arena and you wait for your turn as you sit here. But he walks you, I mean, all the way down this hallway. Like, you guys are very late arrivals for this thing. They were surprised that you even showed up with an invitation. But he takes you all the way to the end, and there is one single open cell, or one single open holding space, I shouldn't call it a cell, left. But on this side of it, he pulls this lever, and as he pulls it, you just hear this loud, and the side of the gate that is on the coliseum begins to close as this one opens up. And it closes and you guys can see your way into the holding cell. He pulls a ledger off of the wall and he's like, all right, you'll sit here until you're called. What are you called? Team guy on a buffalo, just kidding. Yeah, he pulls out the pen
5: and like starts to. (laughs) Um, Wow, a name. The The buffalo Buffalo gals. Gals. (laughs) Dragon
2: warriors? We have those blue dragon scales. We don't want anybody to know about that yet. Uh,
0: um, it can be it can be anything. Does Buffalo it? Warriors. What about, what about just party our, uh... of five? <laughs> yeah.
2: What did we say last session? Party
1: bitches.
5: <laughs> <So> How about <laughs> just, just write yes. down like friends with a period after each letter. <laughs> <laughs> and when you announce this, go ding 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 ding.
2: How about wow. the blue scales? Should we slide our somewhere? Buffalo Warriors.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh look, uh, I got to get back to the gate. What this are isn't other we, names. we can be the grumbles. This isn't oh, gosh, permanent or anything. You just we just got to call your name out when it's your turn. Buffalo Warriors.
1: <laughs> Why not just the Blue scales?
2: Sure. I
0: don't care. Blue scales. (laughs) And and he's like, Me neither. (laughs) He he writes down blue scales and puts it on the wall. It'll
2: draw him into the show when I get my bikini done. It'll be fine. He
0: writes it on the ledger and he puts it on the wall. And as he does, uh, he just walks away. He's like, When your name's called and the gate drops, you walk out. Simple as that. And uh, he just walked, takes off, walking back down the hall. You all have some time in this cell. Like there, you there are many other people. Uh, and the the kind of the interesting thing is, you have a clear view of the Colosseum from here uh, and what the other people will be doing. Is there anything that you guys would like to do? in your holding bay <laughs> while you're waiting.
2: Well, I want to see what people are going up against, assuming
3: we're not first. I'm going to go ahead and just do a ritual to detect magic.
0: Yeah, Arwul sits down, uh, and there is sand underneath you. There's two benches on each side of this, and this room is just, it's like a half circle, and on each side, there are these portcullises made of metal that'll drop down. There are benches on either side, and there's water to drink, and there's uh, wet rags soaking in this fountain of water that's kind of constantly pouring into this place. Arwul sits down and begins to draw in the sand. He, His arcane focus, that glove that he wears on his hand, begins to glow as he's chanting this out. And as he does, uh, you can see that Ori's feathers kind of begin to blow almost like there's a wind in them. And you can see that heat, uh, like that heat wave coming off of them as he's doing this. As these rings kind of glow around him, you, it looks like the runes around the circle he's drawing actually shift. And as they shift, uh, you cast to Detect Magic. You know the school of magic, and it's within 30 feet hmm yeah. you would know that on either side of the wall from you on one side there is heavy illusion magic and then on the other side through the wall there is some kind of evocation magic so you would know both of these things but it's not coming from your cell yeah. uh, it seems to be coming from either side of you and as he's drawing this out do you guys want to do anything else I do I want to roll nature to look around in the sand and see if I see the footprints of any
5: animals so I can kind of get a bearing if there's like any animals I know that I'm going to be going up against or having to try to handle.
0: Am I still, I'm not still technically in the forest territory am I no, in a city. No, no. So that would be eleven. Uh, With an eleven you do notice some strange tracks as soon as you come in. It, it like the tracks are really weird. You're actually not even sure if they're in animals. It's almost like someone got a sharpened stick and poked it into the ground in a few places, but the pattern just indicates that it was the steps of something. You're not sure what it is though. Uh, you- From the
1: power of the Fey, I have Fiendish Vigor, which is an Eldric invocation that just casts false life at will on me. So it's one D4 plus four temporary HP.
0: Seven, seven temporary feet. Okay, how long does that last? An hour. So as this happens, you all see what looks like dust or colored powder or something just shoot up into the top of this. As, as soon as the sun crests it, uh, you can see it's uh, the light is kind of just starting to pour in over the side. And as it does, these colorful powdered fireworks go off in the middle, just and everyone starts cheering. You can hear the stadium just like erupt. And you can hear the people's feet like and it's obvious how many people have been packed through this thing. I mean, you can see clear to the other side of this arena. There are just like people lined up everywhere. It's this huge event. A woman walks out in, onto this podium uh, that is on the northern side of this, not directly in front of you, but uh, like to the side. And you can hear her voice boom over everyone. And she just says, welcome patrons to the trial of the lords. We have this once every three months and only a few lucky adventurers are allowed to come and to fight to become representatives of the council of lords. Those lucky enough, strong enough, and brave enough are in holding cells beneath you. Let's hear it for them. And you hear like this eruption and all these feet banging on top of uh, you. And you can just hear as these people are freaking out. The first people out are, uh, they're new to the city. Just in yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's give it up for the Hellhounds. See how they do out there, folks. Hopefully they have what it takes to become... mm, representatives. Or at least to get out of this alive. And, uh, with that you can hear a portcullis not far from yours open up, and those same four that you saw on the road come out, uh, the barbarian already has his axe brandished. He's just kind of like screaming, and the other three calmly come in behind him, the half work on the ground, and he's like picking up the sand and looking at it. He seems really focused, as do the other two women. They come out, and as they come out, the middle of the stadium opens, and you can see the sand falling away from it. Um, as it does, a fountain comes up from it, and this black ichor kind of starts to fall from it. Uh, and then sand clears from two other places in this coliseum. And as it does... They run up to this fountain and you can see them talking to one another. You can't understand what they're saying from this distance. But they're pointing to the fountain and they're pointing to the really big guy with the wolf pelts and he's like shaking his head at them. It's really hard to tell exactly what they're talking about. The half-orc, the one who was so interested in the buffalo, just finally reaches his hand into it and you just hear him let out this scream as he does. just as His hand like enters this thing and he pulls something out and you just see this stone lever like into place. And as he does, that black ichor stops flowing. And you can see that he has burns up his arm as he pulls it out of this. And then uh, the elven woman runs up to his side and begins bandaging his arm up. As he does this, it seems like he actually has something in his hand. And they run over to uh, one of the doors. As they attempt to try and open it, it seems like they can't and they can't figure it out, and after some talking, they send two of the other ones to the other door on the other side. They do something to it, and then the stone moves from the door that they're in front of, and they're able to insert the key into a hole. Uh, as they do, both of these doors open, and you just see these fireworks explode. Um, they lean down and they pick something up, something so small that you can't even see it. And as they do, they hold up this small item above their heads. These fireworks go off and everyone begins to cheer. As they do, from the opposite door, uh, two saber-toothed tigers come up from it and a bear emerges from the other. Uh, They immediately all brandish their weapons uh, and start fighting them on either side. The barbarian is underneath both of the saber-toothed tigers holding them with his axe as uh, this ranger's kind of on top of them, just like, hey, he has his bow almost at point blank, just like loosing these arrows. The woman who is quiet and in the back, as this bear jumps onto her, you see it like it's airborne and it's completely left. As its weight is about to fall onto her, she grabs it by one of its arms and just flips it over her and like slams it onto the ground. And as this thing is roaring out at her, she just pushes its head up and then just like brings a palm down into its chest. It looks like the bear just like goes unconscious as uh, she's able to undo this. Um, And then uh, the woman with the daggers, she runs around to the side of the door actually where the bear came out of, and seeing that Neferity is able to take out this bear pretty quickly, um, and it seems like it wasn't able to do any damage to her, the other two were able to take out the saber-toothed tigers. And as they do, the other door actually opens uh, that closed behind the saber-tooths, and they walk in and they pick something up and they hold it above their heads. Everyone erupts, they're all cheering for these people. You can hear the announcer come on and she's like, Quick work by the hellhounds! Pretty incredible, actually. I've never seen anyone solve the Black Icker puzzle quite so quickly. Give it up for them. We'll see them in the final round. It seems it should be quite the show. And as you hear their portcullis close, you hear yours click. And it begins to open. And she, uh, she pauses for a second, and she's like, and let's hear it for... The Blue Scales. <laughs> She's yes. uh, oh. a late entry into the Trials of the Lords, but if they're here, it means they've got something worth it and they're going to show it to us now. Come on this out. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so these portcullis bars open in front of you. kind of nervous. Um, the doors have kind of fallen back into the sand that the hellhounds had to deal with before, and now your portcullis is just kind of sitting open, letting you walk into the arena freely.
5: I'm right out on my buffalo like a badass motherfucker. With wee-wee mud? With wee wee mud. I'm like Boogity Boo Bitches,
0: can you dig it? Yeah, and everyone like cheers at that actually. Like they all seem pretty excited, pretty hyped up, especially after the last one. As you all come in uh, this woman just announces, uh, she says, Give it all you've got, heroes. You've got to prove you have what it takes. And as you look back to see where she is, you notice that there are actually seats separated from the rest of the Coliseum. And there are many well-dressed men and women, about 10 of them sitting in two rows in much nicer seats than everyone else. And they're just sitting behind her. It seems that they all have boards in front of them. And as you come out, they're, they all like kind of start writing and looking up at you.
2: I want to know if this is possible for me to do. As we walk out, I want to be playing. Can I cast all three of my Bardic Inspiration to different party members as we enter the field.
0: Yeah, and it lasts for ten minutes? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you can cast uh, your Bardic Inspiration. You come out playing. It's what do you want to... Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm singing um, to all of them about how awesome our adventure just was and how we can do things that we didn't previously know that we could. If we can kill a dragon, we can definitely deal with whatever else is happening in this freaking arena. Sure. Um, and I'm going to cast it on Adelaide, Guy, and Tink Tank. Tank. And then I'm going to wink at patches, and some patches, when the time comes I've got something else for you, honey.
0: Yeah, so you come out playing, and as you start playing, everyone erupts, and the the woman announcing is just like, it seems as though they've written a song for us, let's hear it! You just like hear everyone's feet start stomping, and they're all cheering, and you can see that they, yeah, they all have drinks and everything, and your dulcimer, it seems like the middle of the arena as you walk out, it's almost like there's a barrier in front of uh, the door that's in front of you that was keeping the sound from coming in. Um, But as you all walk out, it just like erupts in your ears and you realize just how loud it is. And as you're playing, you realize that whatever is in the center of the arena is actually amplified just a bit.
2: Greek
0: amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, natural acoustics or something. But uh, as you all walk out, the sand begins to move in the middle of this arena. And as it does, two statues come up from the sand. Uh, There is a statue of a six-legged beast with an enormous maw, and its maw is just like hanging open. Uh, These statues are huge. They both stand about 10 to 15 feet tall. And the other is of a man, and he has a key on a necklace, and he's holding it out in front of him. Him and the beast are looking at one another. Both of them tower above you. Nothing else seems to happen.
4: Cool. Um, Can I roll, what, investigation, see if I see anything unusual about the statues? Not good. Six.
0: Uh, Yeah, but the six, you wouldn't know much other than what I've told you. I mean, you you would know that they're made out of stone, but other than that, there's nothing really interesting. How high up is the key? Key's about ten feet off of the ground where he's holding it in front of his neck. From where I am on the buffalo, Mm -hmm. could I just jump up and try to grab it? I mean, you could try. You could roll athletics. Athletics.
4: we have also got an owl.
0: Nine. You, you got to jump off of the buffalo, and your foot, like, slips a little, and you don't even actually, like, get the full jump. You just, like, are basically reaching up and trying to
3: get it. Yeah, I'm going to send Ori up, and uh, I'm just going to do perception around the key. Okay. Let's see what, how it's attached and stuff. 13.
0: Okay. Okay. Ori flies up and you're able to see this. And though the key is on what looks like, though the whole statue is made of stone, uh, the key is on the end of this chain, but it is actually in his fingers. Like he's holding the actual key. So it seems like it's pretty secured in those fingers. And for what it's worth, the, the man, though the statue is tall, he's actually standing on a pedestal. He's the size of a regular man. But this beast is just enormous that's standing on the other side of him. And they're both kind of just locking gazes at one another. But it looks like he has the key just held in between his fingers even though it's held out on
3: this chain. Um, was... Did they finish their test within 10 minutes? The hellhounds?
0: Yeah, it took them about 5 minutes to cool. finish it. Um,
3: I have detect magic. Still up? With oh, the statues saying anything magically?
0: Um, mm. Yeah, you would know that both of these statues have transmutation magic on them.
3: Okay. Should we just try to grab the key?
5: Can, can I try to grab it again since I'm real close to it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go again! Oh, hell yeah. Nineteen twenty twenty one.
0: With a 21, you're able to grab a hold of it, but it, it doesn't budge at all. Like, you're it, guys basically just hanging from the key <laughs> up in the air. I say, release your
5: magic fingers, old statute one. Uh, it does <laughs> <laughs> I yell to my team.
3: Hmm.
5: Investigate
3: around, see if there's like a lever or a latch or something. Yeah, I'm going to go to the the beast one okay. and uh, investigate. Sure. Oh, oh boy.
0: <laughs> uh, within that one, you just know that this, be- you've you have never seen this beast before. It looks really strange. You're like not even sure what it is. Okay. Not
4: that maybe, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a horse?
0: I don't know. Maybe like a
4: horse. I'm going to try to climb upon the buffalo myself and maybe cut this. Is it singing string? thinking about casting it. But it's like LP in his finger, too. It. It's, it's like held in his fingers. 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 And, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically, like connected. connected. You can try. Okay, I do that.
0: Yeah, make an attack roll.
4: And I'm using my new dagger. Ooh. Nice. Are
0: you going to use your once a day thing for this, or you just like it for flavor?
4: Oh, it's once a day, that's right. Um, what's once a day? You can add plus one to um, attack. Oh, just once a day. No, it's just, what is the 25?
0: Yeah, with the 25, you're able to get your dagger in there, and you just realize that. Though this is made of stone, it doesn't even seem to be crumbling away, like there's something magical about this. You feel like you got a really good hit in there and you got this new dagger that's really strong, just like right in between the key and his finger. But you couldn't get any further than that.
1: Okay, I wanna, I wanna look around this at the other statue. This shit's magic. Too, and maybe sure. right along the walls of the Coliseum, wander about and look. 15?
0: With uh, 15, I mean, you don't notice anything except all of the other adventurers. They're just sitting in there holding cells, watching you all, Uh, some with interest. Some are just kind of resigned and sitting back on their benches. They seem a little bit uninterested. The crowd is yelling at you as you come to the side. They're like, go back, go
5: back. The
0: fuck? They're like, what are you doing? They're all like yelling at you and like telling you to go back to your team and stuff.
1: Okay, I go back. I would like to try. I want to try dumping a bottle of ink on it and seeing if it like lubes it up and loosens it up at all.
0: you going to dump ink on the key? Yeah. Okay. How are you getting up there? I'm going to climb up. Mm, not without an athletics check, you're not.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, with an eight, I mean, it's not meant for climbing. Like, yeah. you're having a hard time getting up this thing. Patches and Guy are, like, Guy's hanging from the key. Patches is on Buffalo, like, hitting this guy's hand. And uh, Calissa goes to climb up and just kind of falls back onto her butt. You didn't even
2: let me roll.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm in Adelaide. okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I
2: was like, how did I fall off? I didn't even no, I'm in Adelaide. Adelaide. As Adelaide lands, I say, sweetie, what were you going to pour on that? Ink? To try to loosen it up? Do you happen to recall the potions that you had identified the other day? You do
3: have, yeah, the slipperiness. Oh, the
2: climbing! I do have one of no. climbing uh, well, and the slippery, the yeah. slippery and slippering. Let me just have you <laughs>
5: find all of my notes. A potion of slippering. <laughs> 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 it that gives <laughs> bedroom slippers to any who use it. The Puss Bunny stuff. I am blessed.
1: Stuff, yeah. <laughs> let, just, let me just pull up <laughs> my very disorganized notes. Yeah, I have a potion of climbing, a potion of diminishment, and oil of slipperiness. Yeah, let's pour that on that. I'm going to drink the potion of climbing, climb up it, and pour the potion of slipperiness on it.
0: So you just chug one of your potions and you get the other one ready. You climb up this statue and yeah, like you, it's it's kind of horrifying seeing her climb up it after the first time she failed with a yeah with the potion of climbing. You're just like shimmying up this thing really quickly. Like you get up and you guess I gonna throw it at you guys. Yeah, instead of wasting the potion of climbing. Anyway, too late. You drank it. And you get up there and you you pour it on there and just really quickly, it basically it casts freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it allows this key to come loose. And as it does, you realize that I mean, this is a statue and it's not actually carved into the chain, but it just poof, onto the ground, and you can see the sand like poof, around this key as it uh, hits the bottom.
1: Oh. Let's go get it.
5: The
3: key sounded heavy. This is a big key. It's pretty big.
0: Oh, okay. The, the crowd seems stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, as soon as you get up there, and they've been cheering for you guys this whole time, though. Like, it's constant. Um, and it's kind of hard to discern exactly what's going on. But as soon as the key falls, you definitely hear, like, a rise in the crowd. Was well, I still holding on to it? Yeah, you fall, I guess. I just <laughs> fall with the key, then. Hold on. Let me...
5: Can I roll to see if I land on my feet?
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess 10 feet's not that high. Yeah, roll uh, acrobatics. Nat 20. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. You, no, 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 no. You land with the key in your arms. Like, yeah. as you hit the ground, you have, like, the key in your arms as you land with it. But it's a little slippery, but with the nat 20, you're kind of able to keep it in your grasps. It's because of all my manly chest hair gets tangled in it. Yeah, and as you land, you just see this, like, in front of you, in a little ways away, looking straight at you in the statue. This strange beast with its maw open is just still kind of looking at all of you.
5: And I hold the key up to the crowd, and I'm like,
0: BAB! And they're "War
5: and so, I'm going to investigate, I suppose, the the creature statue. Sure. Um, I guess I'll just roll investigation in and take a look around. We'll just see if there's, like, a keyhole. Okay.
2: I was going to say I'd like to look around anywhere for an appropriately sized hole. This key can go in.
3: Can I, I mean, just looking, is the mouth maybe, like, the size of a key?
0: <laughs> no, its mouth is actually, like... Our wolf could easily fit inside of it and like lay down. And this thing's mouth is—it's uh, a strange creature, and its its mouth is just really wide, like stretches all the way back to its neck, and it just kind of hangs open with like rows of razor sharp teeth inside of it. But uh, you don't notice like a keyhole or anything.
3: Yeah, you do your thing.
5: Oh well, if you didn't notice a keyhole.
0: No, he told was me
5: specifically specifically asking about the oh. mouth. Oh, well, I'm just gonna investigate the statue and see if I find anything weird. That's
0: a mod twenty. With an investigation, you don't notice any keyholes. Or yeah. any levers or anything, anything like weird. that. Look
4: around the base of the statues. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, even, like, the ground, like, does the sand look like...
0: No, it looks... I mean, the way that these things come to the Colosseum seems pretty magical in one way or another. It's either, like... It's either a miracle of machining and engineering or magic is, like, what is getting these trials into this place.
1: Let's... I want to search the bases.
0: Fifteen. There's nothing around the bases. Not I'm gonna try to gr- to sure. look into the eyes of the buffalo and be like,
5: because I've been like training and working my way up to being an animal handler, and so okay. I'm gonna be like, buffalo, if you can understand me, I want you to kick the living shit out of the statue with your back legs, and I'm gonna roll animal handling, fourteen.
0: Uh, yeah, with the fourteen, yeah. the 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 strange creature statue yeah buffalo actually backs away from that statue hmm. as uh it's looking up at it it seems scared of whatever that is
1: so the one statue was holding a key did it look like the other statue wanted that key like they're looking at each other
5: i'm just gonna go stick the fucking key in the mouth of the creature yeah, the it just like it. rattles around in there and nothing ah! really happens i'm gonna go around to the back of the creature and try to stick it
0: in its butt <laughs> Same thing, pretty I was much. Waiting for that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go in its butthole. I <laughs> roll nature to see if I know what it is. Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, you would. Uh, you've only heard tale of creatures like this. You know that they are called basilisk, and that their gaze turns other creatures into stone.
1: So this guy might be a real guy.
4: But this is a stone
0: basilisk. Yes. Mm. Do we so have wait, anything I'm like that?
5: <laughs> Could we? Anybody have any anti petrification potions? Nothing. <laughs> right here in my hand. <laughs> <Just throwing laughs> yeah. no. You
2: mean this? <laughs> yeah, you also a house.
5: Can I listen to the audience to see if anyone's saying, hey, do this, you dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perception. Oh <coughs> boy. That's <laughs> like a uh, fucking. For. They're all saying, hey, do this, you dipshits. <laughs> so I can't discern anything right. <laughs> it. I do have a mirror. Okay. Put that in front of the, the creature. See if it
3: uh, stones itself. Ooh, we could try uh, blindfolding a two or something.
1: Let's it's claw its eyes out. I want to try to Eldritch Blast its eyes.
3: Rolling attack. <laughs> Twelve. You're
0: able to get this, but it just, like, pfft. you can see the energy kind of blow around this eye. It stays lit for a second, but it doesn't, like, knock it out or anything.
5: What does the face of the guy, the
3: statue of the dude look like? Does he all look all freaked the fuck out and shit? He looks a little worried. Is there where a is the door behind where the basilisk is facing? No. Okay. There aren't any apparent doors. Well, yeah, I didn't know if he was, like, guarding and he was trying to get there.
1: Can I try to blow out the other eye?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna use my inspiration roll. Okay. <gasps> it was two not once.
0: Oh, oh my god! Oh, that's real bad. No. Uh, okay. No, no, we have house rules for this. Oh, yeah. We're gonna um, lose our Patreon. Yeah. So oh, no. as you as you go to you got to do this, and you, I mean Adelaide has a really hard time controlling this magic. It just blows backwards. It's like like a gun that misfires. How much damage does that normally do? One D ten. You take four damage. As this thing kind of
4: blows back. Good uh, thing I, I have that arm.
1: temporary HP. Yeah. It
4: is. Um, I try to. I mean, I hold the mirror up. To in front of the basilisk's face,
0: nothing happens.
4: Right, right, but you hear like a little bit of a groan and
0: a crumble as you stand in front of uh, the basilisk.
3: Can I try to as you're like trying out.
0: to put the mirror in front of it?
4: Oh, okay. Um, I can I walk up even closer to the basilisk and like touch it with like a hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just you do you cover its eyes. Yeah, you touch okay. it. Try, try covering its eyes, out. eyes up.
0: Yeah.
5: Like cover, you said covering its eyes. I take. I pulled I pulled pull the the shirt off around my waist because I was doing the like the fat kid in gym class thing with it, <laughs> and I drape it over the
0: eyeballs. Yeah, as thing. soon as you drape it over the eyes, you hear the crowd just bust out roaring, and the man who was the stone statue turns to flesh in front of you all, and the key turns to brass. Um, The basilisk is kind of in the sand starts to come up and around it and it sinks back into it Um, And as it does uh, yeah as it does uh, the man just says well done And as he does he sinks down under the Colosseum like before he's completely submerged in he says I see you already have my key and as those two disappear two more doors that are perpendicular to them come up and out of the sand Uh, They both lead down a steady slope uh, that looks like a hallway. And at the end of each of those hallways uh, is a door. Did we do it under five minutes?
1: Well, we're still
5: still in it. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so there's two doors. Are they... On opposite side of each other or left? Yeah, each they're other?
0: on opposite sides of each other, but they're not just, the doors aren't standing up. There's like a slope that goes down under the ground a little bit, and at the end of each of them you can see doors.
1: Can we try the one that was closest to the man statue?
0: <laughs> well, they were perpendicular, so it's like a cross. Uh, okay. They're equal, they're equidistant.
1: Arbitrarily just pick the one
2: to the right.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Can I roll yeah.
1: perception to see if I can hear anything coming from either door? Or am I not, I'm not close enough. I'll go closer. Yeah,
3: okay. let's go to the one to the right. Yep. As you
0: walk toward this door, it just seems like no matter how long you walk for, you're not getting any closer to it.
1: I, th- I still have the potion of climbing. Can I try to like scuttle up to the top of the hallway? Does that change things if I'm climbing?
0: Yeah, so you're climbing up on top of this thing and as you do, it just seems like you can't reach that door no so matter how see. like close you get. Even to with it. the
2: key in hand? Yeah. So to get the same effect with the other one or different?
0: are you guys splitting up or? I'm gonna start walking to the other door. Yeah,
3: I'll split up, I'll stay.
0: And then you guys go to the other door and yeah, it's the same effect. It seems like the further you walk toward it, you're just not getting any closer. And every time you turn around, you actually realize you're still in the entrance like you haven't walked past the entrance, you're just in it where you can ju- like as soon as your vision gets covered by the hallway, it seems like you can't get past that point. And every time you take a step forward, you're just back in the entrance. Can
1: I try weird. walking backwards? <clears throat> I'm looking at them walking backwards yep. towards
0: the door. Uh, as you walk backwards, you are able to make it to the door. Nice! Cool! Nice. Oh, Toby, well turn the key! I moonwalk
5: my ass back <laughs> <laughs> and it to yeah.
0: And you're able to like behind your back, put the key in the slot and you can turn it and finally, Uh, It opens up, and on it, there is a pedestal, and it just has a small ring with an emblem on it of a raven. It's a small brass ring with a raven on it.
1: Can I pick it up? Hold it above your head like the other group did. Yeah, and
0: you hold it up, and everyone in the stadium just erupts into this cheer, and these doors begin to sink down into the sand. Uh, And as they do, in the dead center, in between all of these statues and where the doors are, you see just the tiniest little twig. Of like a tree sprout start to grow there. And as it grows, you can see a couple of the people in the crowd who are like wearing moss and like wood and stuff. They're like, Aah! They're like really excited about <laughs> the it. Are happy. <laughs> and then this thing really quickly takes on a life of its own and it grows and you can see it kind of swirling in the middle of all of you as this thing just becomes a fully grown tree. Its leaves like come full on the top of it, uh, and it's just sitting there. You guys are kind of on the outskirt of it.
1: I'd like to climb it with my climbing potion.
0: Yeah, as soon as you get toward it, one of the branches just like slams down on you, and you guys are all gonna roll for initiative. (laughs) Oh, hell fucking yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. So, come on, you fucking tree. Guy and Patches both realized that the other group, after they solved their puzzle, immediately had to fight something. So both of you were like ready for this. It seems like Adelaide, you are getting swung at, so you're going to be able to take an action before Aswol Arwol. So all of you were up before this thing can actually make its attack, and then is last. Guy, you were up first.
5: Um, so if I were to roll nature on it, would that potentially give me any insight as to uh, like
0: if I know if it has any weaknesses or some shit? Yeah, if you, I mean if you did well enough, you, you would know a lot about it. Fourteen. You would know that this is an awakened tree. It's obviously, it has vulnerabilities to fire, yeah. but uh, the deal is just being able to beat it down. Like you just have to be able to dole out enough damage to kill this thing. I mean, it's pretty big, it's not too hard to hit, and it's just made of bark, so it's not too tough to break through.
5: You know what? I'm gonna go ham right out the gate and do my Hail of Thorns. Uh, so Hail of Thorns, they'll need to make
0: a dex save. Mm-hmm. Is a tree very dexterous? Nah, it seems pretty lumbering.
2: Ha! <laughs> Is it considered a creature for the purposes of spill casting?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, that, I believe it. you just roll it like a regular attack. Yeah. So that's 19 plus a bunch oh, of shit. that hits. 1d10 plus regular arrow damage. So it's 1d8 plus 3. So 7.
0: And then 1d10? 10? I believe so. It For says, hail of thorns, it has to make a Dex check. Yeah. Okay. So how? What's the original damage?
3: Uh, ten. The arrow damage.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you do ten damage as this arrow kind of sinks into it, and then from that, this splinter of thorns just like shoots out. Is anyone near it? Adelaide is also going to have to make a Dexterity saving throw. Sorry. right.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm excited that you just gave a tree
0: splinters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah it actually, it's able to dodge it. What happens if it dodges it? That's just half. Hit the. A creature takes one D ten. Prompt. On a failed save or half. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it'll take half. Uh,
1: I roll an eight.
0: You fail. Well, I still gotta do the uh, the thorns damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Four. So you take four damage, and it takes two damage. And so as this hits and these thorns shoot out, all of the druids that stood up and cheered when the tree started to grow. They're all now like,
6: no! <laughs> like, they're all obviously
0: upset up
4: in the stands now that you guys have like turned I'm gonna on this gonna
0: thing. Have to kill it, sorry, Aww.
4: druids. Uh, Patches, you are up. Adelaide is within five feet of this thing, so I'm going to sneak attack with my short bow. And I'm going to use my inspiration. Oh, shit. Sweet. So, 25 to hit. Uh, that
0: definitely hits. I tell you guys what I told you in the last campaign, man. If you ever roll that high and it doesn't hit, you guys should run. <laughs> <laughs> 12 damage. Oh, my God. Nice, All right, yeah. Uh, so is that with a bow? Yeah. So, yeah, these bows are just flying through here, and as they do, you guys are just, like, hitting all the knots and all of those little burrows that are in this tree, and it's just kind of hitting it from the inside. You can see the thing kind of twisting and writhing, um, and as, Adelaide, you were you were starting to climb up it, um, this thing goes to, like, slam its limb down into you, and as it does, you're just, like, able to react a little more quickly, but an arrow quickly, like, hits beside you, and these thorns splinter out. Uh, another one knocks above you, and some of those thorns are just kind of stuck in your arm and you're bleeding from them.
1: Uh, uh, not really, though, because I had my Fiendish Vigor False Life spell up.
0: Still? How much was it? Eight? Oh, so you just lost it completely, right? Because you did four damage earlier to yourself and then you yeah. took four from Hail of Thorns. Okay, uh, yeah, so that just kind of fades away from you. Like, you guys see this black and white kind of smoky substance just like off of her as these thorns hit her and they kind of bounce off. Or I guess they just kind of, since it's, it's a necrotic thing, right? They just kind of get spit back out of your arm.
4: Um, so, and then I'm going to, I want to, as a bonus action, try to hide behind Calista. <laughs> uh,
0: you're a half-elf, and Callista is a tiefling? a tiefling, so you're both medium. Roll a, roll a stealth to see if you can hide behind her successfully. That one. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, you guys see, you guys see, patches <laughs> <see> like <laughs> run behind her, and you can like see his cape like blowing <laughs> yeah. when he's standing in his legs like in between hers.
2: I'm just a little skinny dancer, tiefling.
0: <laughs> then Adelaide, you were up. Human I saying, I'm
1: casting um, Arbor of Agathis on me, so it's the spectral frost armor comes up, and I gain plus five temporary hit points, and if anything hits me, they take five
0: cold damage. Five automatically. Automatically. Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. Anything else?
6: That's
3: it. Arwald. Cool. I'm going to Tink, tink, and hoot, hoot. Yep. Here, here. Um, I do. The final familiar you're supposed to have is like its own initiative and kind of act on its own, unless I give it a command. Do you want to play it that way, or do you want me to just have it like a? It, I use its movement speed and so on.
0: So it takes a turn separately from you.
3: Just yeah, it acts on its own. It's kind of like yeah. Most
0: familiars don't attack though, unless it says specifically that they. So
3: you can't attack,
0: but I can. Still do stuff with it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Um, If you're attacking, as long as it isn't attacking, it'll use your initiative. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, if it was doing an attack separate from what you do, which at some point I think you can do that, then it would have its own initiative.
3: Well, I'm going to tell the owl to fly into the tree, and okay. kind of like rest on a branch.
0: Yeah, as uh, this thing's like writhing around, the owl's just like riding on a branch, <laughs> like
3: woo! Um, And then through 40, <laughs> the I'm yeah. going to do shocking grass.
0: Okay, yeah. So this owl's like cool. riding on this tree as all of its branches are starting to writhe and kind of swat, um, and as it does its beak just like really <laughs> gently like <laughs> like picks the tree and uh, roll for it.
1: Yeah.
6: Oh, this is, this is. Roll, 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 roll! <laughs>
3: <laughs> like from Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, after I roll, can I add my. Can I do an inspiration? Yeah, before I announce it. Okay, cool. 17. Uh, that hits. Cool. Oh, one damage.
6: Ping! <laughs> <laughs> really? uh. cool. Yeah, damage. the bird's like.
0: Ori the owl just kind of taps her beak on the tree and you guys just see like a little. like a little spark come out of it. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Concept. and yeah, as that happens, this tree's just creaking and groaning as you can, like, hear the wood twisting and turning, and it swats at uh, Adelaide, who kind of came up to it first. As it swings its branch down, yeah, that's gonna be a 10. It
1: doesn't hit, but it takes, no, I think oh, it's Oh,
0: actually, a 10. sorry, that's a 12. <laughs>
1: Still doesn't hit.
0: Yeah, it still doesn't hit. I you. don't
1: think they take the five damage unless they actually make the
0: hit. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like this thing is actually not moving from its place. Like it's not uprooting itself or anything. It just seems to kind of be stuck in this one spot. Calista, you are up. Okay. As this uh-huh. branch just kind of slams into the ground, and Adelaide's able to jump out of the way.
2: I'm going to attempt to cast sleep on the tree. Night,
5: <laughs> night. <laughs> night. Since it the keeps tree.
2: At <laughs> Good night, tree. Good night, my friend. Good night, tree.
5: Good night, Moon.
0: Good night, Good night, Gary Busey. Good
2: night, Gary Busey. Good night, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna roll five d8s. Mm-hmm. Neat. I don't have that many d8s. Do you want to borrow these two? You know, one. Uh,
3: these guys. I is.
2: Well, I choose.
0: Uh, I
5: probably got more d8s actually.
3: I've got a few. Oh.
5: Not gonna
2: roll the tiny one. No. Oh, Ooh, twenty-six. Total?
0: 26 does not do it.
2: Aw, oh, shit. I don't Can even know. Can it be like, drunkenly groggy instead? Yeah.
0: I'm so oh, sleepy. Like mean,
2: yawns and stretches a little, but doesn't fall asleep.
0: Yeah, like the old Disney cartoons. Okay. Aw. Sorry
2: guys, I tried.
0: Speaking of guys, Guy you're Bye. up. Um, This might be a bit complicated, but I'm gonna try it
5: because I never have before. Okay. So do I have any of that slippery oil stuff from the key still on my hands at all? Sure. Yeah, cool. So I'm gonna <laughs> grab an arrow. <laughs> Just tell me if this is too much for one action and I won't I'll break it up or whatever. But I'm gonna take an arrow, try to wipe as much of that uh, that stuff on it as I possibly can. And I have a tinder box
0: in my uh survival kit. Okay. I'm gonna try to strike it on fire. You can light it on fire. Cool. In your turn. Yeah. Okay. Easily. You can just like soak it in the oil and then like light it up and the arrow's lit and now you're like knocking yep. it back. Yep. Okay. You can't attack this turn, but <coughs> you got now. a you got an on fire arrow ready to go. Right. That's all I <laughs> want. Sweet. Yeah, you guys see a uh, guy striking this stuff and, like, wiping the oils off of his hands, and he just strikes this arrow, and after, like, the second hit, you just see these flames phew, erupt from it, and he pulls it back in his bow as he's kind of looking at this tree on top of Buffalo with his, with his with wee-wee mud war paint Hell, <laughs> looking
4: yeah. pretty cool. All right. Um, so I just kind of, like, peek my head out
6: <laughs> from behind Callisto. Like,
4: God damn it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to sneak attack again. Fifteen to hit. A hit? In this episode of the podcast, we fight a fucking tree. (laughs) (laughs) Nine nine damage. Wow. Uh,
0: Is that with an arrow? Yes. Yeah, this arrow just lodges into it. And you guys just feel like as you're hitting these arrows, like they're hitting through the bark, but it just seems like they're just, I mean, they're not doing too much. They're pretty small. You know, these arrows are just like, like just starting to fill up on this tree. Still... Nice hit.
4: I go back behind Calissa, I'm not going to try to hide or anything, but I'm just standing behind. I'm about to get hit by a tree, though. (laughs) Adelaide, you're up.
1: I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast at it. And I have this awesome new power, too, that if I hit, I can add my Charisma modifier to it. And I'm also going to use my really cool Token of the Fae to attempt to do lightning damage.
0: You can do that once a day, right? Mm
1: -hmm. You can't use Bardic Inspiration to a hit, can you?
0: Yeah, you can use it for whatever you want. I want to
1: add my Bardic Inspiration. (laughs) (gasps) (gasps) Ooh, that's a six.
0: Total? Total. (gasps) All that shit? Yeah. Wait, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. What is your token of the Fae again?
1: Uh, Is it a stone? Yeah, it's a little stone.
0: Yeah, so it's this stone and you, you see this blue glow coming out of it and you go to cast this Eldritch Blast, and where it's normally like this strange purple force light, uh, you guys see this static start to build off of it and these little bolts of lightning coming out, and you just like throw it at this tree and it goes super wide. It doesn't seem to do <laughs> anything to I'm
3: still getting, to getting used
1: to my power and all these people looking at me is really making me uncomfortable.
3: Oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> cast Shocking Grasp again. I'm gonna try it again through Ori. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, Al's still up in the tree, I suppose. Yeah. yeah I just-
0: Still long for the ride. That's what right, Oh, holy nice. shit, yeah. So the first time, Ori, like, taps it with her beak, and you can hear this little, like, pss, of electricity, <laughs> and then this time, you see her feet, like, scuffle up the branches as they're all kind of swinging around, and she scoots up the tree and just, like, pecks it again, and this time it's, like, a clap of thunder, yeah, like, boom! <laughs> and, like, the whole branch falls off. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job,
3: Orange. Uh,
0: 15 damage. Holy shit. Oh, nice. You can see where it's like, it looks like the side of this tree has been hit by lightning and it's kind of scorched and the smoke's coming up off of it. Anything else, Arwell? Nope, just chilling. This tree is going to make another attack on holy shit. Adelaide, that? that's, uh, that's uh, a nat 20.
1: Uh, well, well, it Adelaide. takes 5
0: damage, at least. Oh, dude, it is so good that you leveled up. You're gonna take 28 damage. Holy As
3: this shit. thing's branch just like yeah. slams you like she's oh, no. yeah oh no you, you have the temporary hit points right nope are you dead yeah I'm unconscious I'm not oh, oh Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah no. this thing's branched like
0: <laughs> you guys see it and it just as this as this lightning like hits the side of it it just really quickly reacts and just boom and as this branch raises back up, Adelaide's, like, deep in the sand. You can see, like, some of her Ooh. arms sticking up out of it, but it's, like, pushed her down into the sand. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's looking real unconscious and real rough.
2: Question, is an unconscious Ooh. person considered to be willing for the purposes of casting a spell? If it
0: helps someone, they are almost
4: always willing. Okay. They have to
3: be conscious to be
4: willing. I want to heal you.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> he won't say it Believe he won't me. fucking say it I need your consent <laughs> his oh. head is bleeding and he can't um. did
1: you give it five cold damage
0: <laughs> I will yeah <laughs> as it can. fucking <laughs> destroys your body and smashes you down in the sand it raises up and you guys notice a little bit of frost on the branch that hit her <laughs> like some icicles hanging off Calista you're up
2: so I'm going to I see Adelaide fall down and I say, "Oh."
0: She does fuck. a lot more than fall down, man.
2: <laughs> Adelaide down. It's I'm not pleased about it. So I run straight up to her and I put a
0: hand on her forehead and I cast heroism. You have to Ooh. reach your hand down like into the sand to find it. I have to
2: actually, yeah, I like dig her out a huh. little.
0: Bit. <laughs> yeah, you see her like bloody nose and yeah. she's not looking I'm good. Like, oh
2: man. So I put my hand on her forehead and I cast heroism, which if you were Awake, you'd be imbued with bravery and not be able to be afraid of anything. But each time your turn comes up, you will gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting ability modifier, which is cool three. Dude, so you're gonna gain three hit is be points hilarious. every time your turn comes up. As ah! <laughs> so
0: long as you don't make three, I'll still you get back up, you're gonna Put be up. Put me like, back awesome. out. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Why would you do this? So you have heroism cl- uh, cast upon you, guy. You're up. I would like to now release the fiery bolt into the tree. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve does not hit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this arrow <laughs> it just kind of sails wide and it. It, it goes in between all those things' branches as they're just kind of moving around and doesn't manage to find its mark. Anything else, guy? I say, as my bonus action,
5: I couldn't hit that with a handful of corn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. <Okay. laughs> Everyone in the stadium is laughing except the druids. They're all like screaming out in pain. Patches, you're up.
4: Can you can I sneak attack if the person is unconscious? That's not that's within five feet. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna as like a little distraction. This is the this is I'm the medics coming to get, get Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Oh, be careful,
2: Patches.
4: Running over. And What's I'm the going to the is worry. attack once.
1: If we die in a coliseum,
4: with my new, I'm going to use that my new dagger, and so add one to my attack.
5: You run up to it, yeah. yeah.
4: And so that's going to be a twenty-one to hit. And so that's five damage. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to use my other dagger and Yay. stab it again. So nice. yeah it's an eight it doesn't hit anyway (laughs) Uh, five damage
0: yeah the first one uh you just come up and you guys see patches running toward this thing and his dagger's just like (laughs) like into the side of this Um, Some Bart does go flying, and you guys can see, like, this beautiful dagger stuck into the side of it. The tree's branches and leaves are starting to fall around it. Um, You can see its leaves are just starting to kind of shed off its branches. The ones where they were all writhing, now it seems to only be moving the branches that it's actually actively using. And as this whole round is kind of happening, uh, you just see Adelaide get slammed into the ground and the whole crowd just kind of like, oh! (laughs) um, and the woman comes up on the He's microphone, yeah, and she's like, uh, and she's just like, and that's what the heroes put on the line, folks! They come here and they risk their lives just to get an audience with the Council of Lords! And everyone's, like, cheering except the druid. still. Guy looses this arrow that's on fire, and it just, like, sails wide through these branches and, like, hits the sand over on the side, and then Patches runs up and sticks one dagger into it. And the other one just kind of bounces off of the uh, bark. Um, Adelaide is up if Patches is done.
4: Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm Adelaide, you're up.
0: You gain three. Three. You gain three temporary hit points, and they're not real hit points. So it's not like you're healed. So you like just wake up to being in an incredible amount of pain. Uh, like what? your body Wait, feels. I'm
1: at minus minus
0: nine. No, no, no. You're, if you're not dead, you're always at zero hit points. Uh, yeah, okay. you're, at, you're practically at zero, you are technically yeah, at I negative, see. whatever. Okay. And so if you get healed, it resets to a little so bit so of So I'm, I'm
1: not unconscious anymore. Yeah. Like, right,
0: you're it. conscious with three temporary hit points and your body is completely right. broken well, right I'm now. Gonna,
1: can, I, can I scuttle away or do I have to stand up? No,
0: you can just scoot out of there like a crab if you want. I want to
1: scoot out like yeah, a dude, crab. Yeah, dude, you just
0: see her legs like, start kicking. She doesn't even come up out of the sand. <laughs> like
6: Her
1: body's just moving <laughs> under
0: <laughs> I'm going to reach
1: into my bag and take out a health potion. And can I drink it this turn? Mm-hmm. I'm going to
0: drink it. I'll let you move at half your speed away as if you're not going to stand up. And then, yeah, you guys just see your head come up out of the sand and she pops this health potion out and drinks it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Roll 2d4 and what then add 2. ow! <laughs> and everyone, as they see you, like, get up after Callista touches you, like, you can just hear those screams kind of rise up again. In and I feel steam. like
2: a hero. <laughs> you feel amazing and not afraid of anything. Six health. I'm at six health. With Temp? Six plus three.
3: Arwell, you were up. I'm just gonna do the exact same thing. Owl (laughs) damage. Owl damage, exactly. Sixteen. Sixteen is definitely
0: gonna hit. Oh, three damage. Three damage is actually enough to finish this thing off. What?
3: Yeah. Yeah, so Ori just like finds a hole that'd be kinda of splintered a little bit and kinda of gets in and then just pecks it. Boom! And then sends lightning through its like core.
0: Yeah, and it just like splits this tree and it busts. Uh, you can see the sand kinda of just boom. Uh, and everyone in the stand, just like, they stand at their feet and they're all cheering. Except for the druids. Uh, yeah, the druids are like, oh, they're all screaming out in pain. So this tree just like splinters into all of these pieces and it just starts to crumble. And as it does, you can see the bark beginning to move. And you see two pincers grab at the bark and pull up from out from under it. And this, There's more. In yeah. yeah, you hear the woman's voice say, our heroes are gonna have to show more than that to get an audience with the Council of the Lords. It's not quite that simple. And this huge scorpion just comes up from out in the <laughs> sand and its pincer's just kind of at the ready. As it does, it's going to scurry up to patches really quickly and attempt
3: to sting him. How big is the scorpion?
0: Ah, large. Uh, it's about it's about as big as buffalo. Oh, that's um, pretty big. And it's, yeah, and its stinger sits like even higher than that. But as it comes out, it does attempt to strike at patches with its stinger. That's a 17. Does that hit you? That's going to be 8 damage. And you need to make a constitution saving throw.
4: Oh, those are my best. There's this
0: thing. That, yeah, this thing just, it's stinger just pierces through your leather armor and just, like, hits you right in the shoulder. And you can feel this acid kind of into your body as soon as the stinger makes impact.
4: Okay, con save.
0: 19. Oh wow, yeah. So yeah. that's the con save. So you're only going to take half of the damages rolled. Oh my.
4: Wait, what? what? How many fucking dice are you rolling? What?
0: Eleven poison damage. Is this just kind of like, like courses through your body? Oh God. I'm out. Callista, you are up. <laughs> level two.
5: Great. Level
2: two. Okay, I'm going to. I have thirty movement. If I skirt around this way to here, it's twenty five. Uh huh. I'm gonna cast Heroism on Patches. My last spell slot, you're welcome. And then with my last (laughs) five feet of movement, I'm going to back up out of range (laughs) of the scorpion thing a little bit. So you will
5: gain three
2: when your next turn begins. Guy, you're up.
5: Crush it. I would like to now land an actual fucking
0: arrow. Is my my other arrow still on (laughs) fire? Yeah, I mean, it's sitting in the sand like really far away, but it's on fire. How far away? Like pretty far away. What's what's your shorter range of shooting? It's like 60 feet? Probably. Yeah. It's 60 feet away.
5: Well, I was gonna heal patches, but I would have to take an attack of He's opportunity. Fine. You can dash 60 He's feet. He's gonna dash. Just double your speed, gonna... but you mean that's right, your okay. turn? Well, I'm gonna fire an arrow. Roll
0: a scorpion. 11. Yeah, it just bounces right off its husk as this thing is kind of standing over patches. I need to practice shooting a
5: goddamn bow and arrow. Well, it's all good. I'll never run out of arrows, thanks Anything to Patches. Else, I'm just gonna cry into the buffalo's hide. Okay, you do. Everyone <laughs> nice.
0: everyone in the stadium goes, aww. Patches, you are also awakened in an incredible amount of pain with three health points. Temporary.
4: I'm going to stand up. I'm going to... since I'm right next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as a bonus action, <clears throat> disengage. Bye! That's my cunning action. I'm gonna run over here. Uh huh. So, behind this pillar—this uh, pillar in the middle of the arena.
0: Okay. So there's a pillar that's been broken, and Patches is hiding behind it. Uh, anything else?
4: Um, that is all.
1: I'm like, ah, and I <laughs> stand up, and I take partial cover behind the fallen tree, but I cast Witch Bolt at the. Uh, neat at uh, the spider thing. It's a scorpion. scorpion. I can't speak. 17 hits. Okay, that's 7 damages.
0: You guys just see this strange little spear of light stick into this scorpion's husk and you can see the tether of purple between it and Adelaide and her fingers just kind of still out in front of her as uh, she maintains this energy because it's concentration, it stays in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you are able to pierce its husk and do some damage. Arwel, you're that. up.
3: I am going to circle around Callista a little bit, kind of getting toward Patches and I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. Smart. Oh yeah, and I just have Ori kind of circling above.
0: Okay, sweet. It is the scorpion's turn again.
3: He's going to move,
0: yeah, straight toward Callista. (laughs) Didn't suggest it. (laughs) He's going to move toward Callista. I pointed at all three. He's going to move up to uh, Callista, so he runs up toward Callista, seeing you (laughs) raise everybody up. These two claws just come out at you. Uh, It kind of does a one-two. The first is a 17, which hits you, I believe, and the second is a 19. Yeah. Uh, God. The first attack is a 7, and the second oh is 6, a 13 total. As these pincers are just, like, snapping up against you. I'm going to have to get some more health potions after this. I know. Oh, <laughs> you up.
2: Fabulous.
0: Yeah, this <laughs> giant, horrifying beast has its claws in your face, and you can just see, like, the little hairs on it okay. now that it's this close. It's real nasty. I just
2: yell in its face, but it's, like, a really nicely in-tune yell. I right. I my sickle.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, like right Sword. yeah, trying it's to right hit right there. on his face. Yeah. It's good.
2: Seventeen. Seventeen hits. Yay. It doesn't do much. But
0: three. Neat. Even though Tusk is strong, I mean it's right there and you're just able to kinda of yeah. rake it across this thing's face for a little bit of damage. Guy, yeah. you're up. Would it take an entire action to mount the buffalo? I'm a, I'll do half of your movement to get on the buffalo.
5: So after my rope got split when we were in that tower, I tied it back together. So now it's roughly like 45 feet, <laughs> but it's like got a yeah. knot in the middle. I would like to kind of make a little lasso thing around of it and try to lasso the scorpion.
0: Okay, <laughs> this should be fun. You can roll an athletics or an acrobatics, whatever you're better at. I would like to do athletics. Okay. <clears throat>
5: Why a four again? (laughs) Sad. So all together, that will be seven.
0: Yeah, so you you throw this rope at it, and it just kind of, like, lands short. It just, like, hits the the dirt, like, and it just reaches
3: out with its claw and snips it in half. Gown Buffalo is so good in a fight. I'm
5: like, I really need to buy more
4: rope. (laughs) Patches, you're up. All right, I'm going to use my cunning action to try. You gain another three. Hit points, right? Oh, that's right. How long does that last for?
2: One full minute.
4: Cool. Oh, so, so I still get
2: hit points too? Yeah,
0: each round. Awesome. So ten rounds. That's, um, cool. that's a good spell. I'm going to use my cunning action
4: to try to hide from this thing. So okay. Make a stealth check. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, it is a twelve.
0: Well, luckily scorpions have really bad eyesight, like horrible eyesight. So you are, you feel like you're hidden. Cool. <laughs> this thing, I mean, it's not even facing you, yeah. you
4: know? So I have advantage on attack rolls um, now that I'm hidden, but once I attack, even if I miss, it knows where I am. Okay. So, all right, so I'm going to shoot an arrow. So that will be a 17. That hits. And then sneak attack. 10 damage.
0: Yeah, so, uh, like, as this thing is turned around, you just sink an arrow into one of the, like, I don't know, the sections of its tail, like right in between the, yeah, the sections of its tail. This arrow just lands, and you can see blood and this poisonous acid just kind of spray out as this arrow hits. Good shot, Patches. Anything else? Uh,
4: That's all I can do. Adelaide, you're up. I still
1: have this arc of energy with my witch bolt, and I'm going to use my witchy powers to do it again.
0: That's 12 damage. Holy shit. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This thing like winces in pain. You see its whole body kind of sink for just a second as you channel this energy into the bolt. will you were up. I'm gonna
3: run up and touch it.
0: Slow <laughs> 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 Z- so yeah, ghost comes running up and just like puts his hand on its side. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, like, casual, like, uh. yeah, I did.
3: Zap. 19. It hits. Oh, hi. Six.
0: Nice. Yeah, and then with that shocking grasp, it just, like, you actually notice, a, like, a shriek come out of this thing. <laughs> and its pincers are just, like, snapping back and forth. It's, like, as it walks, it's kind of leaning to one side, and it's, like, favoring legs. And its tail is obviously, like, twitching a bit, and it seems like it's not as poised and ready to strike as it was before. Uh, and so as it kind of, like, goes to strike out, you see its tail stiffen, and instead it just comes at you uh, and then patches with uh, a pincer. Oh, wait, not patches, I'm sorry. Uh. And Killista yeah, with a pincer each. The first no, no, one, I have patches. <laughs> the first one at Callista is uh, 14, which I don't think hits you actually. That
2: just hits. So oh, really? Meet speed. I'm 14.
0: Uh, it does four damage though. As this thing's kind of getting weaker. <laughs> what? How much did you have? You had five. Uh- you are like oh god oh my god <laughs> um, but yeah it, it just, just like you're able to move out of the way and this thing's claw just kind of slams into you oh, Writing stories um, is not and the then it, uh, yeah and then it's oh no and then it snaps at Arwol, and as it does, uh, you're able to just step out of the way, and its claw just sinks into the sand, and it seems like it actually gets it stuck a bit. And so its tail's kind of spazzing up, yeah. Yes. And its its <laughs> pincer is like stuck down in the sand as the other one is just kind of smacks uh, Callista. It's uh, speaking of which, Callista, you were up. Good. I'm
2: like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: I just hack at it again. I was gonna get my other weapon out, but I don't even give a shit anymore, yeah. and I just go after the sickle again. It does the same fucking damage anyway. It doesn't That's
0: matter. <laughs>
2: 19.
0: 19 hits. Six. This should be good. Three
2: again.
0: How do you uh, kill this thing? Woo! <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> as it
2: hits me again and I see it go after our, I'm like, no. And I just put all my weight as I'm following forward <laughs> behind the sickle and just like fall in.
0: Yeah, and this thing, it's just like, <laughs> like yeah, the sickle just buries itself into this and thing's I'm head. And just
2: like slumped over the whole deal. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, and you, like, fall to your knees, and this thing just, like, collapses, and as it does, the whole crowd just lights up and roars, um, and the woman over the announcement's just like, we'll see you in round three, heroes, you've done it, and everyone's just cheering, and this pedestal comes up in the middle, and uh, on the middle of this, there is a silver ring that has a bear um, it has the emblem of a bear, kind of, in the top of the ring. So you have a brass raven ring, and you have a silver bear ring. And as uh, the scorpion falls, and you all have this ring, and you're holding it up so everyone can see, you're all kind of, well,
4: uh, about half of you are like, Woo!
6: <laughs> 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 the rest of us are like, woo! I'm doing
4: great. So yeah. if we're out of initiative right now, yes. I'm going to drink it my health potion. Okay, portion. yeah, go ahead and roll for that. Uh, you're for, 2. The... d 4 plus... Plus 2 d plus 4 2 hmm uh, your port,
0: opens uh, once more so that you can go back into your uh, holding cell.
3: Let's <coughs> Before he comes Let's to my shoulder. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She,
0: whew, yeah. She I mean, I can do it have but. A but... Right, <laughs> but it's more fun to whistle. Uh-huh. It's so much uh, fun to whistle. And a silver bait ring. That's right. That went well. <laughs> okay, you guys go back to your holding cell, and the portcullis shuts on the other side of the Do you take a long you do get you do get a short rest. everyone gets a short rest because you are gonna wait uh, till the third round, which happens at the end. You actually see multiple other puzzles, about eighteen other puzzles and eighteen other combats of these contestants. Only about three other parties are actually able to make it through all of these trials. Were there any deaths? uh there are no deaths um surprisingly, <laughs> it seemed like you guys had one of the more it's challenging. Challenging combats. Just interesting might be a better word. A lot of yeah. people had beasts and stuff, but you guys had like a more interesting combat. The same guard walks up to your cell. The other side of the portcullis is open. All right. Blue scales. Nice work. Making it to round three. Uh, we finished the second rounds. You only have three competitors against you right now. Who's your champion? Hmm. I'll be the champion. Um, what's your weapon of choice?
3: <laughs> this bird. <An>
2: owl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be more of a fighting champion. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah we,
3: I would like, like to ask sure. what this... Well,
0: uh, magic's a bit limited in the third round. It's more of a martial prowess to see uh, I'll champion right. versus champion of each of the remaining teams, uh, just to see who has uh, the most stamina, who can stand after the trials that you've faced before. I nominate um, myself because out of all
5: our uh, party, I uh, have the most HP besides... List I think that's
4: a great idea guy.
5: Yep Weapon of choice. I only get one. That's right. Hand would axe can, longbow. Would you like my quarterstaff? Well, um, I have a staff, but mm-hmm. I don't really know what damage it does. It does a 1D8, 1d8 if you have two hands. two hands. I'll just take my...
1: Take your bow. You always use your
5: bow. Yeah, but if they get close that might suck a lot. Fuck it. I'm
0: taking the hand axe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Alright, well... You were one of the first uh, to finish, so you're the first up. Better get ready. Okay. Rules are so simple. While we're
2: um, resting, sorry. Oh, yeah. I forgot I have a new ability now, Song of Rest, as a level two bard. So um, I'm going to play some soothing music to revitalize my wounded allies. Me and any friendly creatures hear My performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest. Each of those creatures regains an extra one d6 hit points. Do I just roll that d6, or do I roll around? Whatever you want to do, so. roll your own.
4: <laughs> One d Please. six. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, six, nice.
1: Um,
4: and then we can roll our hit dice too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the short right yeah. So. yeah I didn't take any damage.
0: <laughs> I, I feel did great. I do too. <laughs> so you choose the hand axe? I guess so. Yeah. He he throws in a hand axe, and it's been blunted on the blade so that it can't like pierce through skin quite as easily. Rules are simple. All you can use is this. Use anything else, you're disqualified. Fine with me. Good luck.
3: I will probably need that. (laughs) (laughs) I had a dream about this last night.
0: As he throws you this hand axe, you hear, instead of those fireworks that were going off, you hear these horns play out over everything. And the crowd just rises up and cheers. And you can hear that sound just cutting through your holding cell this time. Uh, The woman says, it's time, patrons, spectators. Put your hands together for the strongest of our heroes. The ones who want the audience with the Council of Lords the most. I imagine the ones who want to get the gold for searching the black plume out on the dragon's reach. First up, we have Guy (laughs) with the blue scales. Uh, And as this happens, your portcullis kind of like opens in front of you.
5: I turn back to my group and I'm like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you walk out, and the portcullis closes behind you. And instead of it opening from across you or anything, you hear and from the hellhounds, Maya Phil, and you see the. It's a portcullis only two down from yours actually open up. And the roguelike woman who was with them, who had all the daggers on her side, walks out. She has two dull daggers. And as soon as she comes out, she just like nods to you and then she like gets down in a stand. She doesn't walk out to the middle of the arena or anything. And as soon as that happens, you just hear this big boom. And as that happens, she just starts running toward you like immediately. uh, You're going to roll an initiative. And I go, (laughs) m'lady.
3: Nat 20.
6: Nice. This is going to be fun.
3: Oh, with oh net, my god, eight, okay. I'm not joking. Not 20.
6: What?
0: What's what de- happens? Does the Colosseum just collapse? Yeah. Oh, ah, boom! You the in the your space, time mod, continuum. Right? Yeah, what's your dex mod? Plus yeah, three. Yeah, you win. I know. Uh, <laughs> alright. Guy, you are up, and Maya Phil is second. Yeah, she like immediately just starts off running at you with these two daggers in her hand. She's crouched low and... I'm gonna yell, don't try anything fancy! Right. So you guys are standing near the side of the Colosseum, uh, near the doors where they first opened, and she is running at you. She is only about 20 feet away from you and closing in pretty quickly.
5: I... I... Mm, I'm gonna stand my ground and wait for her to come to me. Are you holding your action? Yes. When she gets up near me, I'm going to sweep like a freak to the side and hit her in the back with my axe.
0: Okay. Uh, so she does come running up toward you, and as she does, she just pushes both daggers in front of her and
3: like leaps toward you with them. And she rolls a three. Uh, I'm saying that as my portent, she rolled a three.
0: Oh! Oh! Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, you oh, can you use you can yeah, use your importance anytime you want. Just one per turn. As long as long you have... any attack roll, saving throw, or ability to check made by your creature you can see with these foretelling rolls, you must choose to do so before the roll, and you can replace a roll in this way only once per turn. Yeah, because I yelled because like you'll be fine. I saw this in a dream last night. <laughs> you knew her first move. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, she's gonna come at you in your stomach with two daggers. Get to the side. You're weird, buddy. I'll try it. <laughs>
0: So you do, and she, she runs up, and as she does, she, I mean, she has really good aim, and it looks like she's going right for it, and she's going to hit you hard, but uh, listening to your friend Arwul and just trusting him completely, you just stand your ground and step to the side, and as you do, she just kind of blows past you, and she is standing to the side of you, and you can make your attack.
5: I would like to try to haul off and knock the living shit out of her. 19 plus nice. probably, let's see, it's 20, a 22. So damage. Yeah, yeah. 1 please, one d six
0: plus one. Seven. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you're just able to like, as she comes by, you step to the side with Arwald's guidance, and you just like, I mean, hit her right between the shoulder blades with this dulled hand axe. And you can hear her just scream out as you're like hitting her and she almost falls. She puts her hand on the ground and she comes back around with both of those daggers really quickly.
1: I shout out, that's, I know that guy, uh, I know that
0: That's guy. a 15. It hits. Oh and that is six damage as she comes back around with both of those
3: dull daggers. I will then attack her, I suppose. Yeah. You got this guy, and he rolls a 20. Hit her in the, I don't even know. The... <laughs> hit her in the 10. Yeah, hit her uh, between the eyes.
5: <laughs> yeah, I swing the ax back around and just go bop. Oh,
0: okay, fuck so, I like that. Arwels yeah, yeah. like, just throw that. your ax over your shoulder and hit <laughs> her between the eyes without even looking. And that's a, it, it's a natural 20. natural 20. Yeah, so you know she's gonna be there and you feel that, uh, you feel the blunt of that dagger blade just hit you and it's not like a slice, it's like a pierce she's going for. And it just, oh, it hurts so bad, but you just swing that axe back and you can hear it just crack as it hits her, like, right in between the eyes. So, so that's another <laughs> 7. You, get, well, you no. get a full D6 oh, yeah. and so then, then you roll. D6 oh, shit. Uh, so then, yeah, so then six, seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah you 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just like, how does she you just knock the live she passes the fuck out. I just I just sling
5: it back and hit her and I just see her fall underneath my arm and hit the fucking ground and I'm just like,
0: boo-bam bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's like I mean, even though your weapon is uh, blunted, she uh, like is still, it cracks her skull open just a bit and she's like bleeding down her face and lying face down in the sand. I go yeah. down and cast healing word on her. Your winded teammates are like, uh, but everyone in the crowd is like, yeah! (laughs) And as this happens, a woman actually comes out from one of the entrances around the Colosseum, and she has a silk pillow, and on the middle of it, there's a golden ring. She presents it to you, and her voice just blares out to everyone and she says blue scales and everyone just like roars and you can hear all their feet banging and on the pillow there is a golden ring with a dragon emblem on it. i
5: I'd be like 40 more of these and I'm good to go.
0: Any, any heroes who wear all three of these rings to the council of lords will be guaranteed an audience with them. You're now considered representatives. Congratulations heroes and everyone just kind of like roars out. Uh, I want to <laughs> saunter
2: past the hellhound's door and wave and be like, yeah. how's that fancy armor serving ya?
0: You can see the barbarian and he's just standing back there. He looks a little wounded where that those two saber-toothed tigers were up on top of him. Uh, he has like blood across his face and scratches and he just kind of like hits his axe into the portcullis and he goes, gods be damned! And he just like turns away from you and he like won't even look at you.
2: Don't be rude. Um, I just take a little bow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, he takes his like brooch off and like throws it into the sand and turns around and just like sits on his bench because they can't really leave yet. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, go, you guys have all three of those rings now. Yeah, and with that, they escort you back in your holding cell. But the other side of is, is now open. You're free to go. You're and a you great have guy. all three. You have all three of the Trial of the Lords rings. Two. Okay.
2: Was not expecting us to get those. <laughs> this exciting. Stoked about it. That was a
0: really fun way to use the portents. Yeah. Yeah.
5: That was cool. I ride out of the arena on the buffalo <laughs> with my muscles glistening in the sun, and I'm like, God damn, this place is big. <laughs>
0: All of the sweat that uh, you had from this battle has, like, wiped some of your wee wee mud war paint off. You're feeling strong, and, uh, I mean, you were able to defeat that woman in uh, the middle of everyone, not without the help of your friends, but uh, you all did it. So congratulations. They're, and they'll just let you walk out at this point, like, you've kind of done it. You guys are free to leave the arena, and it, it's, only been, it's only been about three hours, so.
2: We should go buy more health potions. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Absolutely.
2: Should we report in to our patron
0: about yeah, how this probably? went? I'm surprised it's not there. Do you guys want to try to go back to his home?
6: Yeah.
0: yeah you all go back to his home, you knock on his door, he just uh, opens it immediately, and he's like, uh, my champions. I heard it went well.
6: It did. Uh,
0: congratulations. Come in. We'll have drinks together.
2: We come in and have drinks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you, you must tell it's me nice. all about it. Mm-hmm. That level of excitement, It's uh, it's far beyond an old wizard, but... I was watching. Nonetheless, I promise you. We did some stuff. Then we fought a tree, and then
5: we killed we the rock from the Scorpion King. And then I hit this nice lady in the face with an axe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she wasn't that nice. She was trying to stab you.
5: I mean, she gave me the nod of like, I see you, beforehand.
0: Well, fair if
2: combat? You won.
0: if uh, well, if you wish to seek an audience with the Council of Lords, it's. Uh, It's not even, it's not even noon. I'm sure they'd see you today. They're always excited to meet their newest representatives.
2: Great. So, we need a better name. Yeah, we do. I kept being like, wait, is that us? Yeah.
0: I I could, I could give it some thought for you, though. I don't know much about you. Uh, Some of your story you kept from me, so it's hard to tell. And perhaps it's too early in your careers to make such a decision. These names, uh, in my experience, they come organically.
2: I just don't want blue scales to stick for too long.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I told you guys, buffalo gals. (laughs) And then when we go into battle, we can be all like, buffalo
0: gals, won't you come out tonight? (laughs) I just want to be perusing the bookshelf. Sure, yeah. You're just, like, looking at the books mm-hmm. and pulling them off. A lot of them seem to be, like, spell books and uh, personal things that he's actually done in, like, a lot of research. It's kind of hard to look through them, actually, just because it's all personalized, something yeah. that maybe he would understand. But he does have a few, you know, uh, scholarly mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. lying around.
4: Uh, well, you want to go oh, wanna see oh, yeah. the council?
2: Yeah. I guess so.
0: Yeah. I'm just going
1: right to offhandedly mentioned that I have an obsession with dragons and love collecting information about them. Would you have any books or information?
0: Not in my home. I don't have a particular interest in such beasts, but I'm sure I can find you one. Uh, Hopefully I'll have something by the time you get back. I'll visit the library while you're visiting the Council of Lords. That'd be
2: great, thank you. Yeah, if you have any contacts that have information on dragons and their history,
0: that'd be really useful. A- anything uh, specific, or or just j- um, a book on dragons in general?
2: An event called the Tearfall.
0: Mm. Uh, just a moment. I'll write it down. Uh, hey, can you spell that for me?
2: T-e-a-r-f-a-l-l.
0: Funny, you should ask.
2: <laughs> I like, just oh, learned yesterday
0: how <laughs> so Tearfall. Um, let me uh, roll for it real quick. Mm. Uh, very well. I'll I'll do my best to see what I can scrounge up at the library while you all are. Uh, seeking audience with the council. Thank you. Ah, uh, but of course. Um, uh, I'm sure you know how to find it. I've lived here for years, I know that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the giant castle up near the mountains, like huge, the highest point. Building. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys just want to head that way? Yeah. Sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys are walking up to this castle. As you are walking up to it, you come to its gate, and just in front of it, you notice. There is a man that just has a really contented grin on his face as you all are walking up. He looks very handsome despite being just a little bit dirty. I mean, he's been standing out in the street in front of this gate all day, you can assume. He wears leather bracers, but bare hands show through the end of those bracers. And he has a ring on every single finger. He has a dull yellow cape, and it is the only color present on all of the leather armor adorning his body. He just says... Congratulations, champions. I heard uh, how well you did in the arena today. Thanks, what's your name? You can call me Mr. Corson. I'll be your escort.
4: Mr. Corson.
1: Quart- escort us, Mr. Corson. Inside!
0: 12! I mean, his skin is a little dirty, and just the smile that's kind of always faced and the ring seem a little strange for a Guard. He's He might be a little slimy, but he knew that you guys did well in the arena and he knows who you are and he's standing in front of this gate and no one's making him leave, so. (laughs) I'm neutral to him. Yeah, you can like him. I I mean, you can make up your own mind. So uh, he points to the side of the gate, actually, instead of straight through it. To get to uh, the lords, you don't walk straight through the gates. That's for political meetings. That's for people who are asking favors of lesser politicians, but to see the rulers of this town, there's a direct way in. I'll be your escort there let me know if you have any questions. And he just starts to, he kind of just turns his back to you all and just starts walking down uh, this wall that is surrounding this enormous castle. And the castle is set into the side of the bottom of the Earthspur Mountains, like right where the stone kind of stops. And the castle is just set up into it. Are you guys going to Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, So you guys, (laughs) yeah, you guys follow him and as you go down, there is a smaller iron door. It's not quite as big as the portcullis. He he reaches into his satchel and he pulls out a key. He puts it into the lock and turns it and he opens it up. He gestures for all of you to enter it. Waddle through. Okay, uh, so all of you open it and this door shuts behind you. As it does, all of these torches light up and you hear the lock click. As these light up, you notice that there are four other people in this small room with you. There are two men who look very similar. Uh, There's a cat-like woman with her arms crossed, leaning on the back wall. There are two thugs who look a little beat up and very familiar to all of you. And the man who locked the door behind you says, You've killed one of my men, and you're going to pay for it. And we're going to end episode five right there. Dang it. We're so naive. (laughs) And that's it for episode five of Hit Dice, our real play fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Now, I know when you hear about sponsors in a podcast, you immediately think, oh, they're just advertising. But guys, truly, Tabletop Loots dice are really incredible. They're the only dice we roll at our table, and we can get you 15% off of any dice you want to use by them. Just use the code HitDicePod at checkout, all one word and lowercase. Myself and my players have used the code, so I think that that speaks to the quality of their dice. We really have switched over to them completely, everyone at my table. We love how beautiful their dice are, how they sound, how they feel in our hands everything about them. In addition to that, this episode wouldn't be possible without our friends, the Possum Posse. They are renowned for their song Guy on the Buffalo, which you heard all throughout this episode. But I want to direct you guys and encourage you to listen to some of their other music because it really is good. It's like a deadpan soul meets honky tonk. And it's a really fun sound. The name of that band is the Possum Posse. So if you get a minute, check it out. I really think you'll like it. Thanks again for listening to Hit Dice. If you haven't already subscribed, please go ahead and do so. Leave us a review in the iTunes store or wherever you're listening and continue the conversation with us on Twitter with the hashtag HitDicePod. We love continuing the conversation with you guys outside of our podcast because we just love playing games in Dungeons and Dungeons & Dragons. Make sure to join us next time to see what our heroes have gotten themselves into. It looks like they've stuck their noses where they didn't belong yet Again, and found themselves in more trouble than they realized. Who are these strange people demanding retribution for their fallen friend, Mohawk Tuskier? And why is this happening right after the Trial of Lords at such an important time in their campaign? Find out next time on Hit Dice. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time, adventurers.
6: I'm on a buffalo.